This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. On the line. Gay and lesbian news and interviews. With Dean Beck. Made in Melbourne for Australia and the world. Well, it is mid-month, so that must mean there's a new edition of Star Observer out on the streets. Matthew Wade joins us. He's the Melbourne News Journal for starobserver.com.au. Welcome. Hi, Dean. How's it going? I'm very excited to see <laughs> a feature article of yours in this current print edition. Which one? Which one's that one? The one at the back. Was it the cover story or...? No, no, no. The um, beats. Oh, beats. Are, are yeah. they disappearing? <laughs> Yeah. Now, I did thought, you have to do a lot of research for this? I spoke to a number of people. I guess me. <laughs> I did. I did. I did some. Yeah, some Gonzo style uh, investigative right. journalism. Yes. Um, but for me, I felt like it's a subculture that's so rich in the LGBTI culture that, and no one really talks about it. I feel like it's never discussed. It's never even really celebrated because you know, for decades, like it's been something that gay men have used as an outlet for sex to meet other men. Oh, it's um, the secret shame. But yeah, which that, so that, that's right. There's so much stigma and shame around it, and so I thought it'd be nice to kind of write something to kind of help to eliminate that a little bit to bring it more into public uh, discussion. I haven't had a chance to read your article yet, but I'm very much looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, it's I, it's great to be talking about it. Uh, like we do on Hide and Seek here Wednesdays mm-hmm. from 9pm at Joy 94.9. <laughs> now, uh, what is in the news? Melbourne, of course, will be uh, hosting one of Australia's largest LGBTI sports festivals. Yes, that actually will be at the end of January, so it's in a couple of weeks. Um, it's hosted by Team Melbourne, and they've been doing it for about five years now. It's just gone gangbusters. Yeah, that's yeah. like the um, the president was saying that each year more and more people are showing up, and it's basically an opportunity for you know people with sexual and gender diverse orientations to come along, um, try a new sport, you know, meet new people. And for so many people who were really put off sport uh, throughout their schooling, I'm one of them. Um, you know, they get to a midlife crisis and think, mm, maybe I should look after myself a bit better. <laughs> and this is an opportunity to connect with various sports as they're showcased and just have a bit of a taste test. I completely agree. I tried basketball when I started high school. Right. Um, and I got one of those awards that was almost like the... The loser award. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you tried, like, well yeah, done. Yeah. Um, and I never played sport again. Right. But I agree, like, you know, there's such a I kind of... It. Yeah, there's such like a masculine kind of almost homophobic culture in a lot of sports. So I think it's nice that there's something like this that lets the queer community come together and actually, like, yeah, get physically active, but also try out different sports. Like, they've actually got so many on lineup. There's rugby, volleyball, swimming, and even walking and cycling. It doesn't have to be actually, like, a team sport either. And, well, yeah, but the thing is, I mean, for me, I was really good at swimming and diving, but the team sport thing just was not happening for me Mm -hmm. because of all of the, you know, bullying and stuff. Yeah. Um, So it would be a great opportunity to connect in and and get a taste of that team um, camaraderie. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking to someone from the Glamourhead Sharks, which is the swim team in Melbourne, um, and he was saying the reason why he actually joined the team um, was because he went to one of these festivals two or three years ago and he loved it so much because it was such a great atmosphere. Like, everyone was so positive and welcoming. And so, yeah, for anyone that's obviously interested in, uh, you know, trying something, being a bit physically active and trying out a new sport, this is definitely the place to go. Now, we do know that uh, diabetes is on the rise in this country, especially mm-hmm. type 2. Uh, now, 
Vic Uni is doing Australia's first ever study of gay men with type 2 diabetes. Yeah, so gay men have never been studied in that relation, in that kind of health aspect before, but it's interesting because I think the statistics are something like, you know, 6% of the overall population in Australia have diabetes, um, and but specifically in the gay community, 3% do. So it's actually quite, you know... That's because we're more body conscious, <laughs> and I don't know. That's well, funny. Who knows? That, no, you actually, I mean, you're a little bit kind of in the right direction. Cause really? Because the people that were studying it were saying, you know, there's a lot of different heightened risk factors that uh, concern that concern the gay community that mean that they're more prone to getting diabetes, like, you know, depression or anxiety or yep. and things around body image. Um, and I, I think that it's just um, cool they're doing it. And they're saying, you know, by doing this study, it'll help inform gay men and give them, I guess... Maybe the gay gene protects you from... T- no, that <laughs> Anyway, the Victorian AIDS Council uh, will be conducting their periodic survey yet again this year at Midsummer Carnival. Yeah, so it'll kick off on Carnival Day, and I think they'll be doing it over the course of a week um, at different kind of venues, like sex on-premises venues, bars, clubs, um, and venues like that. And they've been doing it since 1998, so it's actually been going for quite a long time, and I think it's really quite invaluable because it kind of pulls together information about the sexual practices and lifestyles of gay men and helps... I guess the VAC to compare over the years, like, you know, things like trends in STIs or uh, HIV infections, or even just more simply, yeah, the way that gay men are engaging in sex around Melbourne. Now, it's really important that you contribute to the periodic survey. So if you see one of the volunteers with a clipboard and one of the surveys, please stop and answer it. And another thing, Please answer honestly, because mm. that information, whilst it's not identified, no one knows who you are and, and, and that puts your name to it, um, and it gets put into a, a barrel and sent away and counted. But the information that's collected there informs the uh, response to things like HIV. It informs the education campaigns, and it gives an insight into the real-life situation that affects gay men today. Exactly. And so it's really important. Yeah, the CEO, Simon Ruth of VSC, was saying, you know, one of the major ways that they kind of... that dri- One of the major things that drives, you know, their initiatives, their campaigns, you know, their campaigning is uh, things like this survey. So I guess if people are giving incorrect information, it doesn't really necessarily lend itself to, you know, the right kind of information being put out there. And if we whinge and carry on about things like, oh, well, we need more money for the sector, um, it's the data that's collected from this survey that informs government to say, here, we've got a problem with this. That's what we need the money for. Yeah. It's really important. Now, the Melbourne Queer Film Festival has let out a little sneak peek of what is to come in 2016. Yes. So they haven't announced any of the major films like the opening night movie yet, even though the tickets for that are actually on sale now. But they have announced so, like, a handful. Hang on. Yeah. Back, back, back. Yeah. Queer Film has released Buy a Ticket. You just don't know what it is. Yeah, which I actually thought was kind of strange because I guess, wow. yeah, you, you don't know what the film is. But Cheeky. You know what? It's For me, it's more than just the film. Like <laughs> it is more uh, than the yeah. film. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they've released a, a handful of movies that they're going to be screening as part of the program. And so far it looks very diverse and mixed, which I definitely appreciate because I know, you know, in some film festivals, around, even around the world, like internationally, they can be quite slanted towards films around gay men. So, Don't you have something to do with the uh, Melbourne Queer Film Festival? I'm on the selection panel. Right. However, I um, we mo- we mostly deal with the shorts in the program. So oh, actually, you have to watch all the shit. All the- <laughs> sift through like it's very it's hit and miss, you know, Dean. Like there are some 
there's some there's some gems there are some diamonds in the rough but um no i love it it's great but they yeah no the, the ones that they've released so far actually the features so they're the ones that the program director spiro has selected um and yeah so like a couple of the standouts that look that look really great so far and have actually been acclaimed at different festivals um there's one called a drama called girls lost which is basically about three teenage girls who discover a plant that basically can change your gender overnight so it kind of is like this fantasy drama that looks at like trans issues and trans identities which is really cool um and then another one which is a uk documentary called chemsex is that coming to the festival yes that's actually also just about to ask you that question yeah okay okay (laughs) so yeah it looks at um the use of amphetamines in london's gay subculture um and that's supposed to be brilliant as well so that'll be at mqff wow okay well Looking forward to yet another good season of Melbourne Queer Film Festival. And in fact, uh, in Star Observer today, the new print edition out now, I noticed the uh, Queer Film in Sydney has got their program. Yes, their full program is released now. So they've got um, incredible movies on as well. So if you're in Sydney um, around the festival time, Mardi Gras Film Festival, yeah, you should definitely check it out. It's a pullout from the current uh, print edition of Star Observer. Now, uh, we've also got... No, we spoke about it before. We've been <laughs> speaking about it all day. Carnival 2016 kicks off on Sunday. Yeah. Well, it is Sunday. And yeah. there's the tea dance is still going, but it's free. Yeah, it's free. So in three days' time, like, it's, I can't believe it because I feel like I was talking about it a month ago, like, in the lead-up, but now it's actually here. Like, I'm it's actually... getting nervous now. <laughs> um, well, I feel like it's one of those things where in the lead-up, it's nerve-wracking. It's like, oh, there's a lot that's going to be going on. But on the day, like, it'll be amazing. Like, it'll be such a positive and happy... Yeah, it'll be an awesome day. Now, I have blinged my uh, official Midsummer T-shirt for my official proceedings. <laughs> and uh, so... Um, and it will be for sale. So you're quite welcome to... Uh, the minute I get off stage, um, you can put in an offer for it. And uh, all funds will be donated to me. Now, um, <laughs> finally, uh, what are you looking forward to Carnival most mostly? Um, on the Carnival Day or yeah. someone more generally? Carnival, Day, Carnival um, Day, I think I actually love more than anything the stalls that are there because, you know, all the different LGBT community groups uh, all have a kind of space at the Carnival and it's an opportunity for people to kind of walk around, you know, meet other queer people that are kind of in sectors that they're passionate about or interested in. Um, and you hear our community service announcements here on Joy all the time, but yeah. uh, to get along to Carnival, it's the opportunity to actually see what those organisations do and yeah. connect to the president or the, um, you know, volunteers or, or whatever yeah. and find out more and exactly. um, yeah. give back to your community. Also, remember, put in a gold coin as you walk into Carnival. I think that's very important. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's really great because they can kind of go in and like, even, there might be some groups that you didn't even realise existed, but they might just happen to be exactly what you're looking for in terms of getting involved in the queer community or meeting like-minded people. So it's definitely worth, that's my favourite part of the carnival. Now we've just uh, spoken to John Caldwell, but he is uh, in the print edition of Star Observer as your closet case for this month. Yes, so closet case for this, year, uh, this month sorry, is John Caldwell. Um, and so we spoke to him about his experiences coming out and our community hero is Margot Fink. So trans activist who does a lot of work with Minus 18. I was going to say, she's the young Minus 18. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. And she also took the photos for our uh, cover story, so the feature about young LGBTI people in schools, um, the issues they face. Um, so, yeah. She's... She took that photo. Yeah, and the photos inside. Yeah, she was brilliant. Um, tell she... you what, she's a good <laughs> photographer. She is incredible, yes. She's a legend. <laughs> now, Matthew, you've done a feature on Schools Out, which yep. is a particular panel conversation that's mm-hmm. being held as part of uh, Midsummer this year. I'm hosting it. What can you tell me about it? Well, yeah, it's just going to be a panel discussion looking at, I guess, the state of education and schools at the moment. Um, 
I mean, around the country, but even Victoria, and how LGBTI youth navigate that. So I guess the issues they faced, you know, next steps, you know, how we can improve the education system. You know, there's a lot of work, incredible work being done by Minus 18, but... Do you know what shits me? Oh, the that? fact that 30 years ago, there was no tailored uh, information for LGBTI kids. Yep. That's when I was going to school. Yeah. And there still isn't. No, you're right. A couple of people I spoke to, yeah, they, they actually said, you know... That shits me to tears. Yeah, there's no, there's no way to find support services where they went. They didn't know where to look. They didn't have any kind of, yeah, resource. So, yeah. The latest edition of Star Observer is out now. You can pick up your copy at Level 9, 225 Burke Street here at Joy 94.9. Matthew Wade, thank you so much for joining us on the line today. Thanks, Dean. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dean Beck on air. I'll see you at Carnival. Till next time, keep well, take care. This Joy program has a podcast and you can subscribe to it at joy.org.au. Your community. Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.